0: Manchester City were on the ropes. Liverpool were on the verge of clinching a domestic treble. Then chaos ensued. Over in Italy, AS Milan ended a 12-year scudetto wait in emphatic fashion, putting Sassuolo to the sword to keep Inter at bay. And that's just the title races. There were plenty more at stake with European spots and the fight for survival still to settle. I'm Luis Miguel Echegaray, LME. He's Michael LaHood. We've got a lot of ground to cover the Que Golazo Weekend Recap. The final one of the season begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to kego Thank you so much for being part of the family. YouTube.com forward slash Keep Liking and subscribing and sharing. We're getting closer to 12,000 subscribers. Pot on Twitter as well. Before we get into the recap, we have a winner to announce from Wednesday's Paramount Plus giveaway. Congratulations, Jerry Ford. Our producer has already DM'd you with details about how to redeem your prize. Jerry Ford, you sound like a fake name, but I I believe that that (laughs) is you. Enjoy all that live and on-demand content from Paramount. Plus, Uh, and good news for everybody else watching and listening. We've got another $100 subscription to give away today. Just a reminder. The P Plus is your home for Champions League, Europa Conference League, which is the final next week. Serie A, NWSL, NFL, Golf, Star Trek, South Park, Top Gun, Clifford the Big Red Dog, apparently. <laughs> Basically everything to be in with a chance to win. Follow Kego Lasopod on Twitter, like this video, and write your handle on P Plus in the live chat or comment section. It's very easy. Michael Lahoud, finally, Ooh. I get to introduce you. How are you, sir?
1: Uh, I am doing well. All the teams I wanted to get results got results today. I can't wait to dive in to the topics at hand.
0: Absolutely, my friend. And welcome to the final weekend recap of the season. It was ridiculous. Uh, you may not be able to tell, but I am absolutely shattered. Yeah. I am so tired. The killing in Bapet news, Michael LaHud, just like, oh my God. And it's already boiling. I don't know what it's like over there in Texas, <laughs> but in, in New York, it's so hot. Yeah. And so it was already hot. Mbappé comes in. Then all the madness from today. I don't know if I can survive, Michael LaHood. You're going to have to help me out, buddy.
1: Uh, LME, if there's one person who can survive and thrive in this madness, I know it's you. I saw your hit that you did on the Killing Mbappé news. You killed it. So I can't wait for today's show.
0: I didn't even ask him to say that. I'll Venmo you after this, Michael LaHood. say hey,
1: can only speak truth on this show. There's a truth meter, and it's very high right now.
0: I appreciate you, brother. Much love. Welcome, everybody. Gigolasso weekend recap. Gigolasso pon on Twitter, please. And we want your comments. This is live. So Michael LaHood wants to answer your questions. I want to answer them, too. So please let us know. All right, let's begin with just what just finished. Uh, AC Milan for the first time. Ooh. They win the Scudetto. 11 years, I believe. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Uh, Pioli, And AC Milan, are Scudetto, winners 2021-2022, fantastic, with an emphatic victory over Sassuolo. Inter Milan also won, but it was neck and neck. But AC Milan, in the end, Michael Lahoud got Mm -hmm. the victory. Absolutely fantastic as uh, Rossoneri finally can claim to be champions once again.
1: And the, the diehards, they have a song for Pioli
0: da 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 da
1: da 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 da, da. <laughs> on freaking fire with what he's done with this AC Milan team. And it was not just the most sexiest man, the sexiest striker in world football. Olivier Giroud delivering again when Milan needed him most. It's Rafa Leal, the young Portuguese winger, coming up with the goods. Almost carbon copy assists on the first two goals really defense and Milan's press something that they don't get enough credit for throughout this season, but their press is what stifled Sassuolo's attack, Sassuolo gifting him goals. And when you gift a team that is hungry for a, a Serie A title as Milan has been all throughout this season. And especially today you are playing with fire and they got burnt and burnt badly.
0: Let's talk about AC Milan for a second, Michael LaHood, an unbelievable achievement because you know, at the beginning of last season, Pioli and Paolo Maldini, the director, obviously one of the most uh, legendary center backs the game has ever seen, uh, Milan through and through. They were under pressure a lot. Ralph Ranić was in conversation of maybe taking over. A lot had to be changed for AC Milan. And, you know, things changed. And he put together quite the squad. You know, we've talked about it before. There's no superstars here. Of course, Latin Ibrahimović, but, you know, he's reaching the final stages of his career. But this is a squad that put together the perfect formula to win the Scudetto, my friend. Unbelievable! Don't don't you know the squad in itself and the manager, of course. But Maldini surely deserves a lot of credit here.
1: Oh, absolutely, and he got it right by getting one of the elder statesmen in strikers in world football. A guy who was a European champion last year, in Olivier Giroud. When he yeah. got Giroud, so many people, my hand goes up. Were like. I can't even say it on this show because we're live and it's a cuss word in Italian. I think it's uh, start to the C, two SS's and an O will let you fill in the vowels. But what the heck were you thinking? That's what everyone in world football was saying. But, hey, this is why Maldini is in the position he's in. You got to gamble if you're going to turn the tide in Serie A football and get the title. And he did. And it's paying off in the form of Olivier Giroud.
0: Yeah, uh, huge for Pioli in a make-or-break season. I agree, Mauricio, uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, Let's talk about a few other players. We've talked about Rafa Leal, surely a star in the making already. Portugal should be calling him up for sure when it comes to the World Cup. You've talked about Giroud. Kessi. of course, he's attracting a lot of attention. Teo Hernandez. How about Tomori, Ficayo Tomori? I mean, can Gareth Southgate keep ignoring him for the England national team?
1: I put him in the same category of just a, a season that he's had. I put him in the same category as Bowen from West Ham. You can't ignore some of these young players who are impacting the game on their teams. Look, Tamori, he's a champion. He left Chelsea, big gamble to leave the European champions to get playing time, and it pays off in the form of a Serie A title. If you want to get your team to just go to the next level on the international level, you have to have winners in your ranks. Get this guy in the camp, minimum.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic stuff from AC Milan. And and now, you know, Inter Milan shouldn't be too disheartened, I guess. They, they pushed AC Milan, but they won Coppa Italia. Simone Inzaghi had a lot to do after Antonio Conte left. How would you judge their season, this campaign under Simone Zaghi?
1: I think it's been a relatively successful campaign. Although it doesn't show itself in the form of a Serie A title, this is an Inter team that lost their best player and the best player in Serie A last season in the form of Romelu Lukaku. Big Rom is looking like a big bust at Chelsea this season, though. But that's so difficult to do when you have your manager that's there in Antonio Conte that leaves and your best player from last year that leaves. Those are two massive losses. But... Enter Inzaghi, and who does he have to thank for getting him this close? Latoro Martinez. He wasn't as sharp as he he typically has been in 2022 today, but you really see a shift in the partnership and the options that Martinez now has to partner with in the form of Joaquin Correa. I think Correa brings the best out of Martinez because Correa can drop in in midfield and playmake a little bit, and that allows Martinez to do what he does best, leading the line, staying between the center forwards, and making runs into the final third.
0: Absolutely. By the way, the relegation battle is a little bit later on. Uh, a Salernitana face with Inési, Venezia Cagliari. You're still going with the Salernitana escape here.
1: Uh, you can't bet against this team with how they're playing. James Ben said that they look like the Goon squad, maybe even the Toon squad today. Both teams are incredible from Space Jam. And Ben, you are spot on. Don't bet against a team that's red hot.
0: Absolutely right. Any other notes from Serie A here, uh, Michael Lahoud? As we say, Goodbye to the Italian League, which, by the way, you were able to watch on Paramount Plus and CBS Sports, saluting all our team there who did a fantastic uh, job. Fiorentina, they get Europe. That's great to see. Once again, Juventus, they manage Champions League as well. Any other notes as we say goodbye to the Serie A?
1: I would say keep an eye on that Lazio Roma, Lazio jumping Roma to get to that fifth place spot. I think that's going to be a big one because that could have pressure implications on Maurizio Sarri if he did not jump Roma to get that higher spot. Those two are going to go toe-to-toe, I think, next league for Champions League qualification.
0: Who's winning Conference League, my friend? Instinctive uh, right now. Do you think Roma has a chance?
1: Absolutely. You can't bet against Jose Mourinho in his first seasons at clubs. Typically what happens, trophies. Cue the Drake song, trophies. This guy wins trophies in his first season. I'm not going to play with fire like that.
0: I'm telling you, uh, his Instagram is going to be insupportable <laughs> if, uh, if, if he does that. But I may agree. Feyenoord is not a, a, an easy opponent, though, so it should be yeah. a very interesting battle there but that's it for Serie A. fantastic stuff from a uh, paramount plus and cbs sports team as well covering the league as well make sure to uh you know check it out because they're still around by the way the entire day as they reflect on a great moment as ac milan win the scudetto but this is the conference league final as well which is on paramount plus as roma face finer 2 230 eastern may 25th unbelievable stuff all right let's uh discuss the premier league my friend my god what i mean listen there's a reason why the premier league is the best league in the world okay it's it's so entertaining and yes even though man city and liverpool are clearly a cut above the rest there is so much drama everywhere and the way these narratives are concluded they push you all the way to the final minutes of the game case in point and i told you liverpool fans now you know what it's like to be an aston villa fan two nothing up <laughs> villa were playing a really good game to your point michael Ahud, you said in the preview that you know don't completely overthrow villa i was with you i just didn't want to completely agree to it but villa were very good for 70 minutes there was a very oh. strong villa side here two nothing and then the man city train that is of course and they take over and man city for the fourth time in the last five years, our Premier League champions, only your Manchester United has been right. able to do that. Michael LaHood with Sir Alex Ferguson, they did it three times, actually. But Man City, four out of the last five years, Premier League champions. Pet Guardiola celebrates the team, celebrates your thoughts.
1: Oh, I, I thought this is a combination of Villa throwing the game away. For 70 minutes, Villa and Steven Gerrard managed this game to a plum. And it's also a combination between doing that for 70 minutes and Pep overthinking and over-tinkering. Look at Manchester City. We'll, we'll get to them second. Let's give Villa the, the praise that they deserve for 70 minutes. Philippe Coutinho, Buendia, and Ollie Watkins, they ran riot on City's back line, specifically targeting Fernandinho. When I mm. saw the team sheet, I thought, no way is Pep going to put Fernandinho at center back. And of course, Pep said, no, 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 let's make this entertaining. There, We got to get our money's worth, box office affair. So for 45 minutes, City looked shell-shocked. They looked like a team that almost didn't expect to be up with in the advantage with Wolves taking the early lead against Liverpool. And I think once that news spread around the stadium, they looked flustered. They were playing like a team that was afraid to lose the Premier League title rather than a team that looked confident to go and win. But halftime can be the great equalizer in Premier League football and world football. And Pep got it right. Bringing the most important sub, I think, was bringing in Zinchenko. Gundogan will get the, the the headlines in the press but Zinchenko bringing him in taking out Fernandinho it brings balance it puts Joao Cancelo back on his natural right wing back side and just that balance start flooding through the team and once you get one goal at home in your Manchester City the floodgates open.
0: Yeah, I got to be honest uh I mean there's a lot that I want to talk here but we got a lot going on but to your points, uh, I thought our back line was fantastic, although yeah. Callum Chambers and Tyron Means uh, did such a good job for the majority of the time. Lucas Dean with another beautiful assist for uh, Matty Cash, our player of the season. And for a long time, we really frustrated them. Roy Keane said something uh, on Sky Sports, I believe. Maybe it was BT, but I think it was Sky. How we're a little soft sometimes, especially when we go 2 nothing up. And this is a trademark with Villa. It happens a lot. We actually... <laughs> gave away a two goal lead against wolves we, we've done it so many times so many times and it, it to the point where naturally a Villa fan just thinks at two nothing we're just we're bound to lose this three two credit to man City fantastic stuff but there were so many opportunities for Lee Watkins to even put this away and and he didn't And, you know, it's time to reflect on that. But Man City, you got to give them credit. There's a reason why they spent three hundred dollars, three hundred million dollars on that bench. Not even Jack Grealish got any minutes today. That's how good they are, by the way. So it's just it's a very, very solid squad. And if you're not ready for 90 minutes, they're going to punish you. Anything more to add on this, my friend?
1: Uh, twofold, I, I think, look at the players who are stepping up. Ilkay Gundogan, a player who is rumored to be on his way out of Manchester City. Well, Pep Guardiola and Manchester City, they're going to do everything in their power to keep him with the display and being the Premier League hero that he was today. And also for Aston Villa, you talk about managing two goal leads. It almost felt like they thought the game was over at 2 nothing because they took off one of the more influential players, Philippe Coutinho. When Mm. Coutinho came out, the goal started coming. Villa's offensive threat seemed to have waned. And I thought it was just a bit too early to start managing the game in that way. Keep your dangerous players on for as long as possible. If Coutinho wasn't cramping, if he's not begging to come off the field, why is he coming off? Keep him on. I thought Gerard got that moment wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Many moments as well. Uh, specifically, Douglas Luiz was getting a little too tired. He had a fantastic uh, first 60 minutes and then you could see the tiredness go. And Man City, they're going to punish you. If you give them an inch, they will take an absolute mile. Um, what do you think about Liverpool, by the way? They beat Wolves. They did their job. Uh, will missing out on a quadruple motivate or deflate Madrid, do you think?
1: I think it's going to be two separate affairs. If anything, now they're going to be highly motivated going into this match against Real Madrid. And I think it just evens it up that much more. But it's almost the wounded animal effect. Liverpool, they will feel very aggrieved leaving it to this point. Leaving it where they, for March of that game, they had destiny in their own hands with City going down 2-0. And I thought they came out flat. In this match, Wolves taking the early lead through Pedro Neto and the injury to Thiago, though, that could be the ultimate deciding factor and talking point when it comes to the Champions League finals. We'll see how he recovers in that time. But to see Mohamed Salah come on, get the goal, that will give this Liverpool team confidence. To see Bobby Firmino, who has been the forgotten man at times, does he play a factor in the final? Saeed Mane, who... Gosh, this guy, if he wins the Champions League with Liverpool, does he get in the balloon door conversation? Just so many unknowns for Liverpool going into next weekend's match.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. One hundred percent. You got to give Liverpool so much credit. I mean, look how they pushed to Manchester City to the absolute end, to the final Day. And there is no shame in winning the League Cup, the FA Cup, being in the Champions League final and pushing Man City all the way for the Premier League title. But Man City are champions. Unbelievable stuff. Fourth time in the last five years. That's Mohamed Alaba, Salah, by the way, winning Golden Boot, of course. Uh, you know, uh, that's an interesting photo there, Michael. LaHood. I don't know <laughs> if he's happy or he didn't know if a photo was coming his way.
1: <laughs> yeah, you- I, I think it's probably a combination of being pissed and being caught off guard because knowing players, we all know players around the world. That is just a, a bittersweet moment. He does. He's not the type of guy who cares about individual stats. Yes, he wants to win the Golden Boot, but he would take a Premier League medal any day of the week. One of the more character guys around world football.
0: Absolutely correct. But well done, Manchester City and Liverpool. You still have one more trophy to fight for against Real Madrid. Unbelievable stuff. And by the way, that game you can also watch on Paramount Plus and CBS Sports. Of course, we'll have all the coverage. On Ke Golazo previewing the entire thing and previewing it and recapping it. We're all over. It's going to be a fantastic final. The Champions League final, May 28th. Coverage starts at 1.30 p.m. Eastern CBS, Paramount Plus. We'll have some stuff on HQ as well. Que and everything else. Liverpool against Real Madrid. By the way, we have a Paramount Plus giveaway. Please make sure to drop in your handle, your comment. Just write in P+, Plus your name, and you got one. Uh, Jerry Ford already has one. I still don't think he's real, but he has one apparently. (laughs) But we are giving one more away. So make sure that you, uh, you know, come in and and check it out. Paramount Plus giveaway. So much content as well. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Michael LaHood, LME, will discuss about the North London fight for the Champions League. Of course, the relegation. Scrap uh, DFB Pokal, some Liga, some final thoughts, and that will be it. The final weekend recap of the season. Que Lasso, Michael LaHood, LME, we'll be right back. Back, everybody. Kiego lasso. We could recap the final one of the season. All right, let's remain in the Premier League with the Champions League fight. Obviously, you know, Chelsea did their thing, Liverpool as well, Champions League, and as well for Man City, of course, who won the Premier League, but it was between the North London rivals in Tottenham and Arsenal to get it. North London, of course, began the day in the lead. And man, they took care of business against Norwich. Five-nothing. Lasagna Gate. I don't think so much to do about nothing. Harry Kane was not feeling great. It doesn't matter. He makes it happen today. Human son as well. Kulusevsky and Tottenham have the Champions League spot. Arsenal do also win 5-1. They score five as well against Everton, but it wasn't to be. They have Europa League. Thoughts on that? Uh, You know, how... I mean, I was asked this on HU earlier, Michael. I'll ask you as well. How do you think, realistically... Both these fan bases should think about how the season ended. I mean, yes, it's disappointing for Arsenal to not get Champions League. They are the youngest squad in the league, and they still have Europe. and There's a process. should Should they be mega upset about this at Mikel Arteta? How How would you analyze Tottenham's Champions League spot, the finalization with Conte, and Arsenal getting in Europa?
1: I think this is a big win for Tottenham Hotspurs because you went and got a Syria former Premier League winning manager in Antonio Conte. And also there's a consolation prize. If you're Arsenal, but let's start with Tottenham first. There was more pressure on Tottenham Hotspurs going in once they got Antonio Conte for Arsenal, getting that Europa League spot, I think is a massive win. You guarantee European football and do it at a league and really a level that this team is more ready for. This young team I don't think is ready and has enough depth for Champions League football. I think if they made it, they would have either crashed out of qualification, which becomes a bigger slap in the face, or they make the group stages and crash out of the group stages and end up in the Europa League anyways. I think everything, the dust settles the way it should in terms of where these two teams are actually at.
0: Yeah, and you got to give so much credit to Antonio Conte. He came in and he Antonio conte taught Tottenham. Unbelievable. Just gave them belief, gave them this aggressive stamina to just push and go through. By the way, I know some of you are making comments and you make very good points. Mohamed Salah, Golden Boot, human son, Tied it with Mohamed Salah, the first Asian player to do it in the Premier League. I go on and on and on about him in this show, Michael LaHood. I mean, I don't know why, but, you know, when you talk about the likes of Harry Kane, Mohamed Salah, Karim Benzema, Min son needs to be up in this conversation. He is a tremendous player and a fantastic addition to the Premier League.
1: It, it makes you wonder if, look at what he's done since... Michel Pochettino came into Tottenham Hotspurs and since he arrived at Tottenham, this has been the go-to guy for Tottenham when Harry Kane has been injured. He gets very little love outside of North London, outside of the Tottenham part of North London. Arsenal Mm -hmm. fans will be very familiar with him. They don't like him as much as they don't like Harry Kane. He's a guy who can play multiple different positions. He can play as a second forward. He can lead the line. He can play as a winger. He is one of the more underappreciated players in the Premier League and I'm so happy that he got share of the golden boot. I hope this boosts up his profile that much more in the world's game. And I think if he played for anyone other than South Korea, we'd we'd be having a different conversation about how good this guy is.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. There's nothing more to be said about that. Min Son is an absolute world-class player and we salute you for co-winning the golden boot with Mohamed Salah. An African and a nation winning the golden boot. I love it. I love it. All right, let's uh, keep moving here. The relegation scrap, Jesse Marsh. He did it. Unbelievable. 2-1 against Bradford. I've never been happier to be wrong about a prediction. Burnley go down. They join Norwich, of course, and they join Watford and Jesse Marsh's leads. Thanks to Jack Harrison, by the way. Talk about the MLS connection here, Michael LaHood, as Leeds United stay in the Premier League. Thoughts?
1: And it's right in your neighborhood, LME. New York, New York, baby. (laughs) Gosh, homage to New York City, the great city of New York. But it's incredible. There's just a bit of gold dust about Jesse Marsh and his rise to prominence in European football, choosing to just engage in cultures wherever he goes. He did that in Austria with Salzburg, and he's doing it in England with the British media, taking on criticism head on dusting it off and leading this team. One thing I know about Jesse Marsh, I, I was a former teammate of his Chivas USA, mighty, mighty Chivas mm-hmm. USA. And one of the things that we all knew about Jesse, Jesse is a motivator. He is made for these type of character driven games. He's a character guy. He was a character guy as a player. He's a big character guy as a manager. And I hope this is the first of many successes. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to Leeds United fans everywhere. And I got it wrong where I said Everton was going to go down and, you know, my surrogate dad, I congratulations to you. The old man, the OG, I have a promise that I made to him years ago that I would take him to Allen road. Looks like that dream is still alive to see his first ever premier league match. I'm pretty sure he's drunk on the margaritas or bloody Mary's already. I FaceTimed him and you look a little banged up. So enjoy it, big man.
0: I love it. I love it. Happy for your dad. Happy for Leeds United and Jesse Marsh. I'm such a fan of his work. And, uh, You know, this is a win for American coaches as well everywhere. You know, it wasn't easy coming into it. We've said it already when you take on a Marcelo Bielsa side or any side that depends so much on the authorship of a manager who puts in such a such a big imprint on the identity of a team. It's not easy. And Jesse March has done that. And staying in the Premier League is a massive Massive went for them, so well done. But Burnley, they go down. They lose to Newcastle, of course, so there's a lot there as well to discuss. Who would come up out of those three, would you say, the quickest, do you think? What for Norwich or uh, uh, Burnley?
1: Gosh, at the rate Norwich come back and forth between the Premier League, you, you can't not count them out. They they just seem to have the right players for the championship, whether that be automatic you know, promotion, which they've done in years past, or the playoffs. Gosh, this Burnley team, though they are made for the championship in terms of their direct play. I think of the Ashley Barnes, who I think will thrive in the championship if he stays with Burnley. But it makes you realize how big of a loss Sean Dyche really was, and yeah. I think justice was served against Burnley for getting rid of him early on in the season. Early on, too early from when the season ended. I think they still could have gotten the business done. He, he's just a survival artist with yeah. his team and. You know, poetic justice serve, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a bit weird, um, really, honestly, (laughs) that he left. Because, you know, what were you gambling by leaving or staying with him? You might as well just kept going. But they are going down, of course. Uh, What do you think, by the way? Who do you think would be the quickest one to come back up? Norwich, Watford, or Burnley? Norwich, by the way, with Dean Smith. They stick around with him. He knows exactly what it's like to bring back a team uh, from the championship to the Premier League. He did it with Aston Villa. We were 15th when Dean Smith took over with 15th in the championship. So, you know, there's something to be said about that. And don't forget about our Paramount Plus giveaway card. Make sure that you write in your name, your handle, Twitter, your comments in the chat section. We want to give them away. Paramount Plus gift card, $100 Paramount Plus gift card. All right, let's keep going here in Europe. Liga. Kylian Mbappé enrages Real Madrid as he stays PSG. And then he puts on a show against Mets. And uh, I believe he's been speaking today, uh, you know, saying, uh, you know, that, you know, his heart's with Paris Saint-Germain, of course, and he wants to, you know, just continue this journey and see where they can go. There's still many reports about what the contract entails, of course, but uh, everything is pointing to the fact that he'll have way more influence off the pitch as well. We had Jonathan Johnson talk about this yesterday, saying, you know, that's nothing new here, but Uh, I'm pretty much betting on the fact that, you know, what he's being offered is kind of ridiculous, but Kylian Mbappé makes a statement. Of course, 2025 is when uh, he's there until at the very least. uh, And this is it, surely Michael LaHood. I mean, he's 23, you know, by the end of all this, he still have, he'll still have a lot of years to go somewhere else. You got to make it happen right now, PSG. And it's going to be interesting what they do next.
1: I think it's going to be, Really interesting what they do next in terms of the players that are on this current squad and where they go. And I'm looking at you, Neymar Jr. Yes, you are Kylian Mbappe's best friend. Well, you know what best friends get you in a locker room? Nothing when it comes to the amount of power this guy has just been given in terms of which having so much say in terms of which manager comes in or goes or which players come in or go. I expect Neymar. To be in a little bit of hot water, and I expect someone to come in with a big cash offer for the likes of him. Obviously, you know, Messi making headlines with potential MLS moves on the horizon for him, or I, I think it's actually been confirmed with the look of him going to enter Miami. A lot of shakeup coming up for this PSG, PSG team over the next three years, with Killing Mbappe being the focus. And news headlines that I saw that there are rumors of Emmanuel Macron of France, calling Kylian Mbappe, imploring him, pleading with him to stay in the French capital because why? The Olympics are coming. So this guy, this the implications, this guy is an icon bigger than just PSG. He's an icon for the entire city and the entire country. Now it's going to be interesting what happens for an even bigger tournament that comes up, the World Cup. How is that going to impact the French national team locker room between he and Kareem Benzema?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well said. I, I think I tweeted a meme yesterday how Kareem Bansom is just going to, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Juice with Tupac where there's like a scene where like uh, the character uh, opens the, closes his locker, his uh, school locker and, and Tupac's just, uh, just staring at him. That's going to be Kareem Benson He's gonna be so mad, yeah. Michael. I oh. just not It's just gonna be hilarious to me. I don't l- listen. I just don't think Real Madrid didn't need this player. They just didn't need him. And and yeah, I get you, you can be bitter as much as you want, but he's 23 years old. He's entitled to make his own decisions. He probably will play for you later on. I know Real Madrid fans at this point are saying he will never play for us. Oh, give me a break. He'll give it uh, three years. He says he wants to come to Real Madrid, and I'm sure it will happen. Now you know. I, and now you can actually focus on things that you need. You You need a right back. You need a left back. You need to, you know, uh, youthfulize. uh, That's a word that I just made up. You know, you need to youthfulize the midfielder that's aging. Luka Modric isn't getting any younger. Casemiro isn't getting any younger. Tony Cruz isn't getting any younger. You don't need anybody. Vinicius Jr. is doing a fine job. Rodrigo's doing a fine job. You have the best player in the world in Karim Benzema. You don't need this right now. Okay? So, you know, sometimes you got to look at the glass half. Fool, I feel Okay, here's a call to action Who should Real Madrid spend their money on this summer? Who do you think should Now that Kylian Mbappé is not happening Who do you think I, If I were you i go all out for Reese James mm, All out wow. I spend all the money in the world I can for Reese James That boy will absolutely transform your defensive side I know Chelsea fans You're going to get really <laughs> mad at me Go all out for Reese James Antonio Rudiger, by the way Is coming your way this summer as well So it's going to be a good one What do you think, Michael? Who should Real Madrid go for? Oh,
1: I I would have to go someone in the midfield. I think they were smart to get Kamavinga in terms of a role player. And you see the benefit in games like Champions League games. Kamavinga has come off the bench and sparked this team. And given that youthful zest to this team that they've been lacking at times. I would continue to look in the French league. They're rumored to be close to signing one of Monaco's midfielders, but I think they're going to need a box-to-box midfielder that can learn under the tutelage of Luka Modric, Tony Cruz. But I would look in the French league somewhere. Frank Cassie? Do you think you get
0: Frank Cassie from Mason Milan? I mean, I know they just want Scudetto, but...
1: I, I I would say no to Frank Kessie. because mm. I don't I don't think Frank Kessi in terms of how he likes to play mm. I, I think doesn't fit them yeah I I don't think he fits the style of Carlo Ancelotti and also fits the style of Real Madrid so you they stay in Liga
0: for this one yeah
1: I think Liga I think the fact that Liga you will have a player who will be able to cover ground for this Madrid team and their midfield you need people who can cover ground Luka Modric Tony Cruz yes they're brilliant on the brawl can unlock defenses with passes but Those two, they got to run, and they've been running for years.
0: Yeah, no, good call. But anyway, you got to look at the glass half full, and you still got a final against Liverpool, so let's see what happens there as well. But again, who should Real Madrid spend their money on this summer, everybody? Call to action for that one. All right, well, listen, Marseille. Hey, speaking of Marseille, I know Mm. we're going to talk about this later, but a certain Boubacar Kamara is heading to Villa Park Per our Fabrizio Romano, and I am so freaking happy! I can't even tell you how good that is. <laughs> but Marseille, I, 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 you know, I digress. The Marseille have Champions League football. Michael, who thoughts? Ah, oh, it was
1: talk about drama unfolding throughout Europe. It set, it really set the league on set the stage of what was going to unfold today. Just the first domino to fall in terms of last minute drama. This is a Marseille team that took care of business. They had a shock result, shock loss to Ren the week before, or the match before, and you thought, okay, did they blow it? But you got to come out swinging when you have a point to prove. You got to put destiny in your own hands and hope for the best in the game that you can't control. They did that emphatic victory, and it was goals from midfield that made the difference in a Marseille team that's just been goals by committee, getting goals from wingers, but goals from midfield, central midfield, made the difference in this match. And congratulations to them because that is not an easy feat against a Monaco team that looked like war beaters. After that 3-0 demolition of Paris in Monaco in the French Riviera, they looked unstoppable, destined almost, to get second place, but it was not to be because they took off their best player in Ben Yedder right before the final whistle. You never do that. Madrid does not take off Karim Benzema until the job is done. Teams around the world the best. Don't take off your best player. They did that. It came back to bite them in the backside.
0: It did, indeed. But uh, Marseille, they clinched a Champions League spot. Congratulations to the Mets, by the way. They go down with Bogdo. We mentioned Mets. They got absolutely demolished by Paris Saint-Germain. It was the Kille Mbappé show, of course. So that's League 1 for you. Quick on uh, DFB-Pokal final. Leipzig, they win their first ever title. Michael Lahu, Tyler Adams, a happy man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And all of the Leipzig faithful should be very happy for Tyler Adams. Look at that photo. I
0: feel like he's had a few. Actually.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. ain't hey, Waters that he's had. He, he looks like that should be an album cover. Nineties album cover with the fishing hat. Love the drip. Love the trophy. Looks like a natural holding the trophy. But these are the type of big game experiences. Look at Christian Pulisic winning the Champions League last season. Yeah, First American to do it. Tyler Adams winning another european trophy these winning experiences they help a certain u.s national team who have the world cup the nations league coming around the corner as well these are the type of experiences you want young players to have but in this match you have to feel for freiburg the game was there they took the lead leipzig two red cards just you can't make it up but who delivers for leipzig none other than their talisman christian Unkuku, manchester united I haven't touched on you yet because there's no reason to talk about you with your performance you had today. But, dear Santa Claus, if there's one wish I have for this Christmas, it's a Christian and Cuckoo transfer. I have Christian and Cuckoo plaster in the back of my jersey. If I if it didn't mean Knocking over this microphone and just I'm gonna I wish Des could censor just the Christian and Cuckoo part until they make it happen. But that's the player that I, I just I'm such a fan of. And yet again, he delivers, getting the goal for Leipzig, keeping him the match, and of course scoring his penalty. Leipzig coming up victorious, four two in PKs.
0: Absolutely. uh So congratulate. By the way, it's worth mentioning that the Women's Champions League final was this weekend. Barcelona feminine They were trying to make some history, but my God, Leon came to. Play. You need to watch these goals, specifically the opener from Amandine Henry. It was incredible. But speaking of the Pulisic narrative last year, of course, and, um, you know, uh, Katerina Macario also, you know, she scored, became the first U.S. international to score in a Women's Champions League final as well. But Lyon, they won their eighth Champions League mm. title yesterday. Unbelievable. Stuff there Uh, Very surprising as well Michael I I thought about (laughs) a lot of Femini We're going to do something and it was kind of like Everybody has a plan until you punch them In the face like that's literally what Leon did
1: Well experience Sometimes in finals and oftentimes in finals, experience ends up winning out. There's such a feel-good factor, and there still is a feel-good factor, and just disappointing for this Barcelona feminine team to not reward themselves with the Champions League to cap off. Just an incredible run of form that they've been on. No slouch, no takeaway from their season, but experience. When you have a Champions League-winning pedigree-winning club like Lyon over the last couple seasons, sometimes experience shows up, and you get stifled by that when you're a team on the rise. But I wonder if we're going to see a rivalry born out of this matchup. Could we see a rematch next season? Prediction time, already throwing that in the hat. So it's yeah, an yeah. exciting moment for women's soccer.
0: Absolutely. I think Chelsea might want to fight for this one one more time. Uh, great work, obviously, under um, Emma Hayes as well. But, you know, absolutely. Barcelona family, Neon, they remain the royalty of uh, this uh, European women's competition. But, Leon, congratulations. All right. Final thoughts, everybody. By the way, Fabrizio Romano will be here live on Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern. So we're going to be discussing Mbappé, of course, on the PSG press conference and all the latest news, including Bubokar Kamara to the Aston. am just letting you know, by the way. <laughs> but there's a lot to discuss now as everything is, uh, you know, swindling down, coming to its conclusion. The Champions League final, Conference League earlier in the week, but transfers are going to take over as well. we got World Cup episodes as well. But final thoughts, my friend. My God, a final mm. thoughts, Michael LaHood, in terms of the end of the seasons. By the way, thank you to everybody that sticks with us every Sunday to watch yeah. and comment. Uh, I know that you're probably getting yelled at by your family. You should be doing <laughs> something else, but you want to spend that with us. So we want to thank you on behalf of Michael LaHood, myself, and the entire team. Thank you for being part of the family. But Michael, you can go anywhere, my friend. Uh, final mm. thoughts as we uh, say goodbye in this last weekend recap.
1: As a Manchester United fan, today was not a good day. I knew, I knew I, you knew I was. I was holding. I was saving the best hey, for last. No,
0: go for it. Well, I'll just friend. make it go short. As a Manchester I talk United fan, all the time. Go for it.
1: As a Manchester United fan, I have the kid on and the name on the back that I actually want to get replaced as a former Manchester United player. He is my player of the season, Danny Welbeck. He doesn't even play for our team. He plays for Brighton. Danny Welbeck, thank you very much. You saved our blushes. We could have been in the Europa Conference League next year where, candidly, we probably belong with how topsy-turvy this season has gone, but you gifted us Europa League. Once a United player, always a United player. Danny well back. you are my player of the season. Thank you. Gracias. Good night.
0: Absolutely. For getting that goal, of course, against West Ham, meaning the Manchester United, uh, where their, their blushes were saved. Derek Tenhag, though, very exciting summer for you there. Michael LaHood and Manchester United will see what they do as well. Well, everybody, that was it. But like I said, we still keep going. Diego Lasso keeps going. We don't stop. We go the entire summer. Some... Some of our colleagues, they're away now, drinking their little cocktails with them. (laughs) Not us. We keep going. So we got Fabrizio Romano. We got so much Champions League final preview action as well coming your way including, of course, the full-on preview, which will be later in the week. On the day itself, we'll have a, a few other episodes aiming as well to give you you know, some info leading up to kickoff and a recap as well. And after that, we keep going with more World Cup stuff and transfer stuff, et cetera. Michael LaHood will be here. I'll be here. Our team, James Ben, Jonathan Johnson, Fabrizio Romano, and so many others. So, Michael, thank you so much, buddy. Have a fantastic rest of your day.
1: Uh, Always a pleasure to be on LME. You've been crushing it. Keep it going. Can't wait to pick back up next week.
0: It takes a village, my friend. And this is our team. We do it all together and do it just for you. Kigo Lasso Pod on Twitter. Paramount Plus $100 giveaway. Please drop in your handle, your comments. P Plus. You can reply to us on Twitter as well. And we'll get to it. Jerry Ford, I know you exist. So we'll send you that gift card as well. <laughs> Follow us at Mike Lahood at Element you Kigo Lasso YouTube.com forward slash We will see you tomorrow with some Fabrizio Romano content and a very nice special episode regarding a certain team in the conference league final by the way a nice cool thing that's coming your way as well so make sure that you watch out for that thank you everybody have a great sunday enjoy it and we will see you next time till then bye bye